0: I think that uh, Sean Payton press conference last week and the interview he did with Jared Bell is the gift that keeps on giving. Of course, the uh, Nate Hackett coaching job he's doing uh, at the Jets, he's the offensive coordinator, is certainly different from the one he did in Denver when he got lit up by everybody for how horrible he was. But Aaron Rodgers jumped on Sean Payton... On Sunday, he said, quote, it made me feel bad for someone who has accomplished a lot in this league that is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. Roger said in an interview, a sit-down interview after practice, I think it was way out of line, inappropriate, and I think he needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. Rogers said Peyton's comments about Haggett were very surprising and out of character for a coach to do that to another coach. That's exactly what I said on Coast to Coast last week. He's in the coaching fraternity. He, it's like being in a union and backstabbing the guys that you're in the union with, the Teamsters, et cetera. They wouldn't have it. Like, you know, one of their guys is doing that to other members. That'd be the end of the guy. That'd be all she wrote. So we all know that Peyton called Haggett's 15-game run with the Broncos, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, and said there were 20 dirty hands around Russell Wilson's bad season that had 16 TDs and 55 sacks. He slammed the Jets saying that they were infatuated with the pomp and circumstance of the offseason that included the acquisition of Rodgers. And that they were a dream team that's doomed to fail. So he's the new coach in Denver, of course, making all kinds of money. The next day, he walked it back and apologized for his remarks, calling them a mistake. Gee, you think? I thought he sounded like such a wussy walking it back because he knew that it was so stupid to begin with. Of course, everyone's talking about the Jets and Broncos. They're going to play in Week Five in Denver. So, Rogers said this wasn't just a critique of any coach. He and Hackett are really close. He said that uh, my love for Hackett goes deep, and that Hackett is arguably my favorite coach that I've had in the NFL. So they worked together from 19 to 21 when Hackett served as the pack offensive coordinator under Matt LaFleur. Rodgers was the MVP in two of those seasons, helping Hackett get the job as the Broncos' head coach. And obviously it was a terrible year. They went 4-11. and 11. He got fired. Salah hired Hackett to replace Mike LaFleur, a move that was key in getting Rodgers to New York. Rogers said, we've had great years in Green Bay together. Uh, we kept in touch, love him, love his family. He's an incredible family man and an incredible dad. And on the field, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, he makes it fun. How he cares about the guys. Just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. Of course, Peyton's stinging comments... Certainly uh, got everybody at the Jets riled up. Salah said, I kind of live by the saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. Obviously, we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us, uh, and we don't play you until week five or whatever. So what an incredible story that just won't end. By the way, the Angels keep dealing. They bolstered their lineup again. On Sunday, in a trade with the Rockies, getting infielder C.J. Cron and Randall Grichuk, along with cash considerations for minor league left-hander Mason Albright and right-hander Jake Madden. Cron's 33, played in 56 games with the Rockies this season, hitting 260, 11 homers, 32 RBIs. He's decent. He's been on the injured list because of back spasms. He came back to the lineup in late June. He hit 57 homers and drove in 194 runs in 21 and 22. He was one of the Rockies' best hitters. Gritchuk uh, has appeared in 64 games, hitting 308 with eight homers and 27 RBIs. Consistent hitter. They were both draft picks of the Angels. Cron in 2011 and Gritchuk in 2009. Kron's going to play first base where Moustakis has seen time. Grichuk will play all three outfield positions. He was uh, 26 games in left field this year, 20 in center, 13 in right. By the way, the Angels lost Taylor Ward when he got drilled in the face on Saturday up in Toronto. He's going to have surgery. They moved him to the 60-day injured list. After the trade for Kron and Grichuk went down, of course, they already made moves. They got Lucas Giolito, who lost his first start for them, by the way, last week. And they got reliever Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox. He throws 100-mile-an-hour gas. The Angels are simply trying to make the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. They're four games out of the wild card, five and a half behind division leader Texas in the West. They're not toast in the division. They're definitely in the wild card chase. Now, Albright is twenty. He's nine and four with a three point six two ERA in fifteen games. For Inland Empire, that's low A ball in three minor league seasons. He's gone eleven and eight with a five, three, six ERA. He was selected twelfth round of the twenty-one draft. As for Madden, he's twenty one. He's playing his first pro year this year after being selected by the Angels in the 22 draft out of Northwest Florida State College. He's 2-6 and six with a 5.46 ERA and 14 starts for Inland Empire as well. He's the 8th ranked prospect in the Angels system, according to MLB.com. As for the Mets, after they traded Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers, their GM, Billy Epler, insists it's not a fire sale. It's not a rebuild. It's not a liquidation. Those are his words. Everybody thought he was going to move Verlander. Verlander said, I think it's largely depending on how the organization views next year. I think Max is a tough sign for trying to go back at it. So I'm committed to trying to win a championship here. But if the organization decides that that's not exactly a direction that they think is best fit for next year and go for it again next year, then, yeah, I would be more open to it. That fact of being traded Scherzer waived his no trade clause to get the deal done and the Mets will send cash to Texas the three time Cy Young winner agreed to opt in on the final year of his contract in 24 at 43.3 million and the Mets are paying about 35 million of the remaining 58 million on his contract so they still got effed Verlander said, a bit surprised with that one. Max was originally uh, a part of our team for next season, a huge part. So when you see that, you can't help but think about what's in store for next year. We play this game to win. We want to win a championship, and we want to have the opportunity to do so. It changed my opinion a little bit. So tough to see it happen. I mean, they could still trade Verlander today, the three-time Cy Young winner. He also has a no-trade clause. He got his 250th career win in a 5-2 win over Washington on Sunday. Ebler said, we're going to listen, but our price points are high. We have valuations on our existing personnel, and the bar is high to meet it. But we're willing to certainly uh, hear what they say and to use Steve's investment and kind of repurpose that investment to serve the larger goal, which is to build a championship organization. Now, Verlander has signed... Through next season with an option for 25 after agreeing to an 86.7 million two year deal in December. Verlander said, I have some ability to control my destiny. I'm just a person that likes to gather info. No idea who's interested, what's going on, who Billy has been talking to. I just think and open communication with the front office and see what their plans are with me for the organization. Obviously, I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts happening right now, and we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. That was Sunday when he said that. The Padres got a three-game sweep over the Texas Rangers at Petco. They beat them Sunday 5-3. Gary Franchise Sanchez Homer twice. Juan Soto with a huge... A RBI double, and the Padres have won eight of 12. Seattle beat the D-backs four zip in the desert. Castillo pitched great. Crawford uh, came up big for the M's. Rockies beat the A's two zip. The Cubs' winning streak is over at eight. Cards beat them three nothing. Mats went six strong innings. The Rays beat the Astros eight to two. They gave up 17 runs on Saturday. The rays. And then they turn around and kick the Astros ass on Sunday. The Royals swept the twins two to one. The Guardians blanked the White Sox five zip. J Ram Homers twice. Ramirez had three RBIs with those two homers. The Marlins beat the Tigers eight six. The Braves 8-6 over the Brewers. Olsen drives in five runs, two home runs, numbers 34 and 35 on the season. The Angels beat the Jays 3-2. Jays had a shot in the bottom of the ninth, but a big fly out to left ended it. Renfro, a two-run homer in the 10th, was the difference for the Angels. The Orioles kicked the Yankees' ass. How about a seven-run first inning? They pounded Severino who got lit up again. He has been awful. The Reds kicked the Dodgers' ass 9-0. Ellie De La Cruz and Votto hit home runs. Giants walked off the Red Sox for the second straight day. Jock Peterson in the 11th, a single with the bases jammed, won it. And the Pirates walked off the Phillies for the second straight day. Josh Palacio, on his birthday, a two-run walk-off bomb to right field wins it raise the jolly roger for the buckos reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh,